हरि सुंदर हे हरि सुंदर हे हरि सुंदर हे हरि सुंदर तेरे चरण पर शीर्ष नमाओ तेरे चरण पर शीर्ष नमाओ हे हरि सुंदर हे हरि सुंदर हे हरि सुंदर हे हरि सुंदर बनो बनो में श्यामल श्यामल बनो बनो में श्यामल श्यामल गिरी गिरी में उन्नत उन्नत गिरी गिरी में उन्नत उन्नत सरिता सरिता चंचल चंचल सरिता सरिता चंचल चंचल सागर सागर गंभीर है सागर सागर गंभीर है हे हरि सुंदर हे हरि सुंदर ओ गॉड ब्यूटीफुल ओ गॉड ब्यूटीफुल एट दाई फीटो आई डू बाओ एट दाई फीटो आई डू बाओ ओ गॉड ब्यूटीफुल ओ गॉड ब्यूटीफुल forest thou art green in the forest thou art green in the mountain thou art high in the mountain thou art high in the river thou art restless in the river thou art restless in the ocean thou art grave in the ocean thou art grave o god beautiful o god beautiful he hari sundar he hari sundar tere charan par shirshanamau tere charan par shirshanamau हे हरि सुंदर हे हरि सुंदर सेवक जन के सेव सेव कर सेवक जन के सेव सेव कर प्रेमी जन के प्रेम प्रेम कर से प्रेमी जन के प्रेम प्रेम कर दुखी जन के वेदन भेदन दुखी जनों के वेदना भेदना जोगी जनों के आनंद है जोगी जनों के आनंद है हे हरि सुंदर हे हरि सुंदर ओ गॉड ब्यूटीफुल ओ गॉड ब्यूटीफुल एट दाई फीटो आई डू बाओ एट दाई फीटो आई डू बाओ O God beautiful O God beautiful to the serviceful thou art service to the serviceful thou art service to the lover thou art love to the lover thou art love to the sorrowful thou art sympathy to the sorrowful thou art sympathy to the yogi thou art bliss to the yogi thou art bliss o god beautiful o god beautiful
beautiful. Oh God, beautiful, oh God, beautiful. At thy feet, oh, I do bow. At thy feet, oh, I do bow. Oh God, beautiful, oh God, beautiful. Hey, Hari Sundara, hey, Hari Sundara. I bow to him in nature, in beautiful qualities, and I bow to him in you. For God is everywhere. God is in everything. God is in all qualities, good and bad. But it's the good qualities that remind us of him. And he shows his sympathy, as my Guruji used to say, even in nature. For instance, the rain is an expression in a sense, in a true sense of God's sympathy for man. In how many ways God speaks to us. But man is so busy talking that he doesn't listen. So busy thinking that he doesn't hear. God is always there. But the thing is, we don't understand. There's a very interesting story in uh, the book Conversations with Yogananda. The master said to Rogers, I mentioned him last time, but he said to him this time, you have clear sailing. Several of those present wondered naturally, what about me? What about me? The master caught that thought, obviously. Not wanting to leave them hanging, he added, and you will all have clear sailing if you keep on to the end. Two or three of them exulted afterward. Did you hear that? Master said we'd all have clear sailing. I decided not to remind them that he'd added that one little word, if. Their deliberate oversight of it, however, revealed a tendency I've often observed in disciples when recollecting the things he said and did, to let their memory be colored by their desires. This is one of the problems that you get with the disciples when they recall what the Guru said. And it happens more often, of course, when they are involved also when their desires are involved, their hopes and expectations, and so they tend to want to, without even meaning to, you may say, well, but then what about you? What about you, Kriyananda? Do you have a good memory? Well, I, I don't pretend to be infallible, but it is interesting that somehow he gave me the grace to, uh, I can hear his words in my mind. I can hear them as he actually said them. Um, one time, many years ago, he was going to bring, take me with him to India. In fact, for three years in a row he was to go, and then each time had to cancel for one reason or another. Finally, it was canceled by his own death, his Mahasamadhi. But uh, because he was taking me to India, and because also I grew up speaking several languages, so I have a feeling for languages, um, I said to him one day, I think it would be easy for me to learn Bengali. He said, very easy. Then he just once told me, pointing to his eyes, chok, nak, muk, khan, hot. He never said them again, 
But somehow I always remembered because I could hear him speaking those words in my mind. Many years later, um, it was eight years later that I went to Bengal and learned Bengali and found, in fact, that uh, uh, that was what he had said. An interesting thing was, and you can correct me on this if I'm wrong, but this is how I remember it clearly. He said that when Babaji met Lahiri Mahoshai, he said, Lahiri to, to Agaya. And people have said to me in India, well, but it can't be tu, it should be tum. I said, well, I remember tu. And they said, well, it's rather familiar. But in fact, a guru would talk in a very familiar way to his disciple. Tum agai is the usual way that they would say it. But as the master to disciple, they said, well, yeah, he could say tu agaya. I have to say that that is how my guru said it to me. I was not there when Babaji said it to Lahiri Mahashai, but this is the way he remembered it. And I still remembered those words well and clearly enough to be able to insist when people told me in India it should, should be Tum Agai, that no, it was not that. Well, that kind of clarity of memory has helped me. Another thing that has helped me, and I think that it doesn't hurt to emphasize this a little bit, because, after all, I'm writing a book of my recollections of what he said. But the other side is that I have been impersonal in my consciousness, in my life, in my recollections also. I never took what he said personally. I always thought of it as an abstract teaching which I could share with other people. And so the uh, memory is more clear, but it's not entirely clear. I know that I've been reading my autobiography, The the Path. This is the new cover for it, by the way, which I do like better than the older one. And I, I think you'll enjoy it if you get this book. As you'll see, we're offering it free, along with a, re a recording, a compact disc of our singers singing these songs. If you will order two books, Conversations with Yogananda and um, God is for Everyone. But the thing is that uh, the I, I've seen in that book, and I have to admit that it's to my surprise too, that there are certain things that I remembered back then 25 years ago that were a little dim now, and I had to have my memory refreshed in reading. So I'm not going to go so far as to say that I have absolute recall, but I do have pretty good recall. The thing is that I want to stress this because it's important. As my guru said, that what the disciples write of the guru always has to be understood to be their understanding. The disciples' understanding is not um, entirely, certainly cannot be on the level of that of the master, unless the disciple has become himself a master. I am not a master. I'm doing my humble best to achieve that state, but God knows how far I've got to go. So I, all I can say is I'm a very sincere and dedicated disciple, struggling up that mountain peak as are all of us. And so he spoke about, for instance, the Gospels of Jesus, that uh, some of them are wiser than others. He said the Gospel of St. John is much wiser because St. John was more highly advanced. And when you read the um, sayings of masters, you have to 
uh, of any master. You have to understand that it's filtered through the consciousness of the disciple. I have read several accounts of wonderful gurus in this country, but the accounts are not necessarily so insightful. Often they don't say anything. I think that's one of the reasons it was a good thing that I waited all these years before publishing conversations with Yogananda, because what I have written reflects the meditations of many years. I have spent all my life meditating on the things my guru said and did, even gestures, even expressions in the eyes, little things, all of those things. A guru is a living scripture, far more important than reading it in a book. You can challenge a scripture, and it won't answer back. You can misunderstand a scripture, it won't correct you. But a guru, and indeed also the disciples, to the extent that they are capable, can correct you if you make a mistake. They can say, no, that's not what he meant. Here's what he meant. The living legacy of a guru is not an organization or the books. It's above all his disciples who have lived those teachings, who can transmit his spirit to you, and who can help you to know when you've misunderstood a point. And as my Guruji said, people are so skillful in their ignorance. It's always amazed me how many things that my guru said, even quoted directly and correctly, are still misquoted. And this is a very good example, what I have read this, morning, uh, this, this evening, <coughs> that uh, my guruji said to one disciple, you will have clear sailing. Disciples doubted, asked about themselves mentally, and he said, and you will all have clear sailing if you keep on to the end. And they understood what he actually did say, you will have clear sailing. But they left out that inconvenient word, if. Well, this is, you have to be aware that the disciples can do that. And I want you also to be aware I can do that. I may have misunderstood some important point. Naturally, I don't think so. But I want you to know that I could delude myself. So always use your own discrimination. But you're going to do it anyway, because you can't do anything else. Even what I say, you can misunderstand according to your understanding. Everything spiritual has to be filtered down to the lowest common denominator. I remember a man told me who had lived in a rooming house many years before with my guru when he first came to America. And my guruji said that he that he and most many swamis like to cook for people because it's a way of serving them. So he would cook for people, and this person didn't understand, and he told me in a completely different tone of voice. He said it correctly. The words were right. The spirit was completely wrong. Speaking of Guruji, he said, and he loved to cook. He just loved to cook. It was ridiculous. His love of cooking was not an eager fascination attachment. In fact, I used to see him give food to others and hardly touch any himself. He didn't eat that much. But you've got to understand the teachings of the scriptures and the words of the masters in their essence. Ultimately, it comes back to you and your own understanding. Remember, the truth is the truth. It can never die. It will last through eternity. Try to attune yourself with truth and try to 
go beyond mere human opinions. They are all too fallible. Joy to you. Call it progress Down with those who doubt To join the causes Others join and shout When others shout Come, you're a man, no passive stone Stand up and call your soul your own Go on alone, go on alone Vanish weakness, go on alone Go on alone, go on alone Don't look back, just go on alone Some men lack the daring Ever to be free They shun the heights and cloud the depths And court security Stone. Stand up and call your soul your own. Go on alone, go on alone. Banish weakness, go on alone. Go on alone, go on alone. Don't look back, just go on alone. Cowards see but pride in singularity. Men are wrong so long as they agree. Come, you're a man, no passive stone. Stand up and call your soul your own. Go on alone, go on alone. Banish weakness, go on alone. Go on alone, go on alone. Don't look back, just go on alone. The power within you, error to defy. The world may change or disappear, but truth can never die. Come, you're a man, no passive stone. Stand up and call your soul your own. Go on alone, go on alone. Banish weakness, go on alone. Go on alone.